0: Morning, everyone. Lovely to see you all this morning. I hope you're well. As Tom said, my name's Sai, and it is yeah our Vision Sunday this morning. We try to do this uh, once a year just to sort of uh, get give a sense of where we feel God is calling us as a church, as a group of people here over the next year. Knowing that, as it says in the Book of Proverbs, in Proverbs 29, that where there is no vision, the people. Perish. And so we're going to just uh, help try and uh, um, just give a bit of vision as to what we feel God is calling us as a church to be doing in uh, this season. Who is calling us to be in this season? Now I want to transport you in your minds, that is. We haven't developed transportation yet as a you know, technology. But I want to transport you in your minds to, uh, uh, to a small town in Germany a small town called Hernhut, insignificant in size today. It was even more insignificant in size uh, in the the, uh, 18th century, the 1700s. Uh, But in 1727, there were only about 220 people there. And yet with those 220 people, God used them to kickstart a 100-year prayer meeting it went on 24 hours for 100 years. He also, through that group of people, enabled to send missionaries to the unreached people, marginalised people, all over the world. Even today, there are people in 35 nations, over a million people, that would, could point back to Hernhu as being the, the place that, that started the work where they are today. In our nation, the Methodists, the Salvation Army, Pentecostals, and Charismatics, all, all those movements actually were influenced to some degree, arguably, by this movement, this Moravian movement as it became uh, known. They were focused as a people locally and globally. They had captured something of God's great commission in their heart. You know, God did a mighty work. Through that place, that insignificant place, and if you want to know more about it, you can speak to Tom. Actually, he lived there as a child for uh, uh, for several uh, years, and he's still got connections with the church over there now as well. In the Bible, Nathaniel said to Philip, "Can anything good come from Nazareth?" When Jesus had said to him, uh, when Philip had said to him, "Come and see Jesus of Nazareth." Philip's response was, come and see. Because he knew that Nathaniel only needed to meet Jesus and the rest would be history. More than that, in fact, Nathaniel would go on to make history as one of the 12 disciples of Jesus Christ. Small group of believers in Hernhut, they encountered Jesus. They aligned themselves with what God was doing, and God used them to change the world. My friends, we here in East Sussex, where it's commonly said, Can anything good come out of Helsham? <laughs> A small, insignificant town of not good reputation, just like Nazareth. Yet I want you to believe that God can do a great work through us that impacts the world. More than that, in fact, I want you to dare to believe, and I believe God is wanting to raise faith amongst us, to believe that God wants to do a great work in us that impacts the world. Hallelujah. Amen. And not because of any greatness within us in in this room. No, precisely actually the opposite. Just so like with Gideon or with the shepherd boy David, God can get the credit. God can get glorified. God is glorified and his grace is magnified precisely through our weakness. So my friends, I want you to rise above any self-doubts that may be there about yourself. Refuse to give in to scepticism, which is often just lack of faith masquerading as wisdom, isn't it? Don't give in to that. Don't let yours or other people's weaknesses limit your expectations of what the Almighty wants to do amongst us. God has all power. He has all wisdom to make exactly what he wants to happen, happen. So say to the person next to you, God is wanting to impact the world through you. Amen. It's true, you know. If you're a Christian here today, it's true for you. And if you're not a Christian, God wants you to become a Christian. So it will be true for you too, as well. Do you know, there are seasons as well. It's all by way of introduction, if you like. There are seasons in the kingdom of God. Do you know, Paul, the Apostle Paul's last charge to Timothy, his disciple in 2 Timothy 4, verse 2, is preach the word in season and out of season. Hence, there's obviously times where more people respond to the gospel Than at other times. The charge is still the same to preach the word. The church has to preach whatever the season. It's the results that change with the seasons. You know, it's pretty hard to grow strawberries in the winter. But in the summer, the opposite is true. It's pretty hard to stop your strawberry plants, if you've got them in your garden, growing and spreading around the garden. My friends, Britain and most of uh, Europe, which uh, uh, which we're in, has been, if you like, in a season of being out of season in terms of what God is doing. Yet there is a growing prophetic voice around the nations and actually we ourselves had a fair share of words as well about God wanting to make us increasingly fruitful, that there is a change in the season of what God is doing amongst us. Hallelujah! Amen? Do people believe that? Good, good. Some of you do. But do you know, actually we have a part to play in how much God is wanting to do. And how much, well not how much, not not, not, sorry, not how much he's wanting to do, how much he actually does. Do you realise that? You see, after Israel left Egypt... It was a season that God was giving them the promised land. The time of the Canaanites in that land had reached its fulfilment, they'd sinned enough and God said, right, it's time for me to give you this land. Yet through unbelief and disobedience, that first generation didn't even enter the land, but wandered in the desert for 40 years. And then through lack of faith and only partial obedience, the next two generations actually didn't lean fully into what God was calling them to do. So God says this at the beginning of the book of Judges. Because this people has transgressed my covenant, that I commanded their fathers and have not obeyed my voice, I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations Joshua left behind. Their limited faith limited the fruit that God was working amongst them. On the other hand, when actually Israel you go know, jump forward a few hundred years, when Israel, because of their persistent disobedience, were getting thrown out of the land, it was a time of them being out of season, if you like, with the things uh, that God was wanting to do there, there arose the most godly king that they had, King Josiah. It says of him that no other king like there was no other king like him beforehand, who practiced righteousness before the Lord. But because of Josiah, even though it was out of season, God promises this. He says this to him Therefore, behold, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace, and your eyes shall not see the disaster that I will bring upon this land. God was delaying the punishment due to Josiah's faithfulness. At that point, if you know the rest of the story, you know that he, he, uh, he uh, obviously steps over what God wanted him to do a bit later. But, but the point is God was delaying it at that stage because of him. And my point is this, my friends. The Moravians were in a time of being in season in what God was doing. And they fully leaned into it and changed the world. Don't miss out on what God is wanting to do in our time and in our generation. Don't be distracted by the things of this world or through disobedience. Let's fully give ourselves, wholeheartedly give ourselves to what God is calling us to do and see us impact Helsham, the surrounding area and the nations for Jesus. Amen? Amen. So, how we do that... As I said, actually, back in my preach in September when I came back from sabbatical, there's three ways that I believe God is calling us as a people to lean in to what he's doing. And firstly, it's through prayer. Jesus' ministry was characterized by prayer. If you look at the four Gospels, prayer is mentioned 57 times. Either Jesus telling us to pray or giving us The example of praying, for example, for us to copy. Prayer expresses our dependence on God. It's actually a life breath to us when we pray. The famous preacher, famous 19th century preacher, yes, 19th century preacher, uh, Charles Spurgeon, was once asked, what's more important, reading your Bible or praying? He thought about it and answered, What's more important, breathing in or breathing out? (laughs) Need to do both. Like Jesus, we need to make time to pray in our daily and weekly schedules. Do you know, it's arguably, the Bible says we need to make the best use of time. It's arguably the best use of time that we can give ourselves to. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 7, Devote yourself to prayer. My friends, can I just gently encourage us that our attendance at our corporate prayer meetings that we've been putting on Friday night was, was good, but generally actually does not reflect a church given to prayer. People who make time in their own life to pray value corporate prayer time as well. We have three weekly meetings. Prayer meetings on a Sunday morning. There's a ladies' one on a Monday. There's a Wednesday early morning uh, prayer meeting for people to gather. There's a monthly prayer meeting that we have. And three times a year, just three weeks out of 52, we call people to set aside time to seek God in January, April, and September as a body together. Do you know, these aren't sort of optional. Extra meetings if we feel like it, if we haven't got anything else on, if uh, we're not too busy or we're not, not feeling too tired. Do you know that actually sometimes you are too busy and you are feeling tired precisely because there is a prayer meeting? Because the devil doesn't want you there. He knows it's a lifeline to you in your walk with God and a lifeline through you into those things that you are praying About. It's a spiritual battle. Some of these things, you say, Oh, I've had a bad, terrible night. I would have gone, but it's had a terrible night. The reason you had a terrible night is because of the meeting sometimes. They're the heartbeat of the church, my friends, pumping life into all the activities that we do. So we need to make sure. We focus and devote time to these. But more than that, actually, the Bible encourages us to be constant in prayer, Romans 12, 12. Or pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Bringing your mind and the situation throughout the day constantly to God. It involves involving him in the things, the challenges and the joys of the day see this my friends as well i just want to lay aside any false guilt that people think oh yeah i'm a terrible prayer god is saying this because he wants to encourage you to pray more it's a grace to you at the moment saying come on guys actually i've got better for you this morning when you when you learn to drive most of us can probably remember learning to drive some of you have got that joy to come you, uh, you know, you're constantly thinking, aren't you? oh, gears, oh, uh, you know, mirror, signal, manoeuvre, uh, it, uh, the, uh, the, the um, uh, speeding up, the brakes, all that sort of thing. It's, it, it's, you're having to think about all these things, but within a very short space of time, all of that becomes second nature and you just concentrate on the journey. The same is true with praying, my friends, particularly praying without ceasing, That actually, the more you allow yourself and keep bringing your mind back to God and keep bringing your situations to God, it becomes second nature. We're called to prioritise prayer. Secondly, we're called to seek the Spirit's infilling and follow the Spirit's lead amongst us. Now the Bible says in Zechariah 4, 6, Not by might or by power, but by my Spirit. Says the Lord. 1 Corinthians 1 and 2 encourages us. It's not by wisdom or clever strategies, but by the demonstration of the Spirit's power that the kingdom of God is grown. Flesh cannot please God. Us in our own efforts, so Romans 8 tells us, we cannot please God. Do you know? Your earthly wisdom is not why God calls you. He's not there thinking, oh, I'm so glad, so glad i got Tom. He's so good at remembering things. He remembers all the details. It's just such a wonderful, uh, it's such a gift to the church. It's all right, he's a good friend. I can tease him, don't don't, don't worry. I don't know why Chris is laughing, but that's because he's an even better friend, I think. (laughs) Uh, It's not because of any qualities within us that God has chosen us, my friends. Well, the reason God chose you is because he is looking for relationship with you and obedience from you. That's why the Spirit is in you. The Spirit is in you so that you can know the love of God. So it's not just something we talk about. Actually, you experience it through the Spirit living in you. You can approach God as your heavenly Father. The Spirit causes you to cry, Abba, Father, So that's the relationship side of it. But also the Spirit empowers you to walk and to live for God, to put to death your sinful nature, to move in the gifts of the Spirit, to follow his lead. He's the one that helps you to do that. The Spirit will never lead you to do things that contradict his word, the Bible, because he wrote the Bible. So what he does is actually help you fulfill it and also remind you of it when you're tempted to go against it. Brings things back into memory. to think, oh, I better not do that. Seek the Spirit, my friends. Pray to be filled with the Spirit. Follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit and follow his lead. Stay sensitive to him. It's what he's calling us to do. This is one of the reasons, actually, why we've got that prophecy training coming up as well. Because the Spirit... Paul encourages us all to desire to prophesy. It's one of the gifts of the Spirit that he he gives. And the outpouring of the Spirit is a gift itself. Uh, He is a gift itself from the ascended Christ who died and rose again so that he could send his Spirit amongst us. It is the Spirit within you who is the guarantee of your future inheritance to come with Christ Jesus. Ephesians Ephesians 1 verse 14 Seek the Spirit. Pray for others and for yourself to be filled with the Spirit. And ask the Holy Spirit to convict the world around you so that you can point others to Jesus. We're called to be people of the Spirit as well as a people of prayer. And in fact, the Spirit will lead you to pray. And prayer invites the Spirit into your life. And finally, my friends... We should be focused on fruit, the fruit of the kingdom. That's fruit of a godly character. It's fruit of discipleship, God, producing godly characters in others. And fruit of salvation, where God brings someone into a relationship with him and starts producing a godly character in them. You know, you focus on things that you're aiming for, don't you? If you want to hit a target, you have to aim and focus on that target. You've got a goal that you want to achieve In your life, well, that gets your focused attention. It gets your time. It gets your money as well. If you focus on nothing, then the result is you get nothing. And my friends, the problem for us in the West, as a church in the West, actually is not lack of focus, but it's that we're too readily focused on the wrong things around us. Because compared to the rest of the world, we have a better health, we have better wealth and we have peace to enjoy the former two things. We we forget, or more precisely, we often make excuses for why we've got distracted by the things of this world, by the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth. Rather than addressing them, like Jesus tells us in Matthew 13, And going on to produce fruit 30, 60, 100 fold that we're called to as his people. Look to grow in the fruit of godliness in your own lives. Look to produce it. Help produce it in the lives of others around you. And look to lead those who don't know Jesus to Christ. That's why we've got the evangelism training coming up on Thursday, as Tom said, we're all called, we may not all be called to be evangelists, but we're all called to, evan- to evangelise those around us. Don't get distracted by the things of this world, but use the things of this world, the things that God has given you, your health, your wealth, your abilities, your time, to serve God, to serve his kingdom. You know, we've heard a lot in the media lately about the cost of living crisis, which is real, and we have a fellowship fund here to, to help people uh, who find uh, they're just struggling too much at this time. But do you know, there's a greater problem, or there can be a greater problem within the Church of God than the cost of living crisis, and that's a cost of giving crisis. Jesus, in the context. Of, provide, of uh, uh, being looking to provide for your food, for your clothing, for your shelter that you live in. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things that he's just been addressing, of food and clothing and that sort of thing, they will be added unto you. Too many Christians, we get distracted buy money or give it too much attention rather than using it to serve the kingdom of God. Many people haven't even uh, followed Abraham and Jacob's example before the law was given. That's why I'm using them as an example of saying, actually, I'm going I'm to start bringing in my full tithe, a 10% to, uh, to the Lord of what I regularly earn like they did, let alone being under the grace of, of the New Testament, where we seek God first. And that doesn't look like less. No, oh, it's under grace, we're under less. Grace enables us to do more than was before, my friends. We haven't moved in the grace of becoming a cheerful and sacrificial giver. This year, God is wanting to encourage people that, that don't give regularly to start giving regularly. For those of you that are doing that to think, actually I want to move towards bringing in my full tithe to the Lord this year. I want to copy Abraham and Jacob's example in that. And for those that are there, maybe it's time for you to start seeking God. God, how much more of a cheerful giver do you, are you gracing me this year to be? Remember Jesus told us, where your treasure is, There your heart will be or there your focus is why I'm addressing this area as well. Your focus will be because it follows your treasure, my friends, your earthly treasure. My friends, invest your worldly wealth that is temporary and will perish in something that is eternal and infinitely more valuable. That is extending the kingdom of God here locally and around the world. Help us to do that as a church as well. We've got some uh, gift days coming up as well this year. It's one of the things we tell you at our, on our Vision Sundays, just so you're prepared to so you, in your own time, without pressure or you know, feeling uh, any obligation, but through your own time to seek God, uh, that you can pray about what God wants you to give towards this. But um, They're just coming up after Easter, in the end of April and beginning of May, and they're for the future ministry of the church, including completing the work up above this section up here, which includes an air handling unit, which the law says we, we have to have, and some more auxiliary rooms, which we desperately uh, need as well. Obviously we raised funds for this last year and so we've still got um, about 45,000 towards the work up there which will cost around about 200,000-ish but you know, who, uh, the you know, prices are going up. But my friends, we need to be praying uh, about that. It's, it, we're, not, we're not too, as a church, fussed uh, in a sense about building. We're not you know, looking to have a pretty building but actually... We're looking for the fruit that comes from that, for being able to bless the community, being able to bless the the people that God brings here amongst us. We also, as a church, are in faith and believe, God, that it's right for us to try and release more eldership time this year to help oversee and pastor the work and the, the fruit that God is giving Amongst us. There's no point God giving us fruit for it only to, to rot. We want to be able to look after that uh, better. You know, most churches, I've said this before, of our size have between two to four full time elders working for the church. We, as a church, have me full time, Chris part time. That's why we're looking so worn out and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and tired. But we, we need to rise in faith. To this, So that we can steward the work that God is calling us to, to do as part of the challenge of us growing and, and bringing in and helping the fruit that God is wanting to do amongst us. So my friends, God wants to do a mighty work amongst us and through us that will not just impact our local community, but he does want to impact the world through us as well, and we're already having impact in parts of the world. So Christchurch, in order for us to fulfill our mission of sharing the love of Jesus in Helsham and beyond, by the power of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God the Father, we need to be a people prioritizing prayer, seeking. And following the Spirit, whilst giving out all to producing and gathering the fruit of God's kingdom. Amen. Amen. Can I invite you to stand? Can I invite the worship team back up as well? And if you feel comfortable, just put your hands in front of you to, to receive from God. God knows your heart. God knows what you're thinking. God has great things he wants to do for your life. He wants to impact the world through you. He truly does. It's the reason why we're still here. It's the reason why Christ hasn't returned. You see, he wants to work through his church to bring the gospel to the nations and to represent Christ to the people around us. And the He hasn't left us as orphans to do it. He hasn't said, go and do it, and I'm going to sit up here and have a nice time and uh, wait for you to do it. Actually, he has sent his presence, his Holy Spirit, amongst us to help us, to be with us, to never leave us or forsake us. And he wants to fill you afresh today. And so can I just encourage you just to be surrendering yourself to God afresh this morning to be surrendering your heart to him saying God I'm in God I want to surrender all that I am to you I want to give my life completely to following all that you call me to do just be praying that in your own heart as I say God knows God knows what you're, what you're praying God knows what you're thinking and I just encourage you to pray a, a fresh prayer of surrender to him if you don't know Jesus Please come and speak to me afterwards. I'd love to lead you in a prayer of surrender to, to Jesus for the first time. But I'm just going to pray for us all generally now. Father God, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you haven't left us as orphans, Lord God. You have sent your Spirit amongst us. And Holy Spirit, I pray, would you, pour, would you come and meet with each person? Right now, Holy Spirit, come and touch each person. Thank you that you love them. Thank you you know everything about them. You know their worries, their fears, their future, their dreams, everything, Lord God. And Lord, I just pray, come and meet with them, Lord God. Come and seal this word in their heart, Lord God. I pray that you would come and just rise up uh, that desire in them. Increase that desire, Lord God, to follow you, to serve you, to seek you, to to give themselves to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we want to be a people of prayer, like you were, Jesus. We want to be someone who's full of the Spirit, that people describe, oh yeah, that person, always oh, he's full of the Spirit. You always get a real sense of the presence of God with them. Lord, we want to be people that are focused on the things that you're focused on, not distracted by the temporary things of this world. Lord, come and do this in our hearts, I pray. Lord, you're the only one who can. You're the one who won us with your love. And Lord, I pray that you will cause us to surrender afresh to you this morning. Lord, we give you our hearts. We give you our lives, Lord. Have your way amongst us, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.